Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Welcome to the Seven Nation Podcast here on YourPrepSports.com. I'm Rob Howe, joined as always by Ryan Merkin. Uh, he's got his St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, looks like a World Series, maybe. Yeah. Memento in the back. Is that what that is? Yeah, it's getting too far away. That too long, too long ago, Rob. <laughs> Keep losing yeah, I'm a Mets playoff fan, dude. It's been since '86. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's Wednesday, October the 20th, uh, a little after, it's about 12, 15 PM. Uh, that's a Wednesday for those that, uh, don't follow the dates. Uh, it's, we usually record this on Wednesdays and, uh, getting into the heavy part of, uh, the fall season here, uh, volleyball postseason underway, uh, state qualifying meets for cross country the next two nights. Football playoffs begin on Friday, so plenty to talk about, Ryan. Yeah. Are you busy this week, Rob? Not, not overly, no, because we get a bye week. <laughs> so, Rob, kind of Rob doing, the bye week is doing all the things that I've put off. Yeah. Since previously in the July to catch up with now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to blank here and it will be Thanksgiving. Like I was joking with my wife about that from right now. I mean, the next three weeks are just kind of a blur and we'll be, we'll be in the uni dome, you know, before you know it, because it got it, like Rob said, it, there's, there's volleyball um, essentially every night. Now, I mean, not, you know, not every night, but essential almost every night between now and in regional finals next Tuesday. Um, there's, you know, obviously playoff football on Fridays, but then, cross country and, you know, a couple of trips to, to Fort Dodge for state cross country, and then trying to keep ahead of those during the week and, and tell stories and get all that stuff done before those things happen. So lots going on, Rob swimming as well. Uh, postseason swimming, the regular season ended for swimming last night for, for city and West. So girls postseason swimming's coming up. It's, it's upon us. Yeah. You and I were out at Solon last night. May, may as well start there. Uh, Solon got a, Nice win against Fort Madison, a sweep uh, in the regionals. So nice win for that program. I noticed a lot of young players on that team. Um, and I saw Central DeWitt there scouting. They brought their team to – is that normal? I You don't see it as much anymore. And, I mean, you obviously know this. You don't see it as much anymore with the ability to watch. You know, they walked in with watch, notebooks. 
Yeah, but they were – it was fun to watch. They were just a couple rows in front of me, and they were really diligent in what they were doing. They must do that a decent amount because they were – they all knew what they were doing. You know, I mean, they were very diligent in their note-taking, and, and obviously they're they – reminded me of kids. You know, I didn't know kids had like notebooks and pens well, anymore. I, I thought everything was say, like on iPads. <laughs> I was just going to say, you don't see anybody with pen and paper. It reminded me of the dugout when I played college baseball with, with the pitchers <laughs> and you look down there and everybody's got a, everybody's got a notepad um, and you're tracking something different, but you don't even see that anymore because, you know, game changer, you just need one person doing game changer keeps all, keeps all that for you. <laughs> on the iPad. So they were doing some sort of volleyball equivalent of, of baseball spray charts or something. So, but they were really diligent in their note taking. So I know that's that. who Solon plays what tomorrow night. Yeah. Thursday night. Yeah. So yes, tomorrow um, they're at central DeWitt um, who, who obviously <clears throat> it's a step up in competition um, from last night, uh, central DeWitt 16 and 12 and, you take that a little bit with a grain of salt with them playing uh, in the Mac now, um, obviously larger school competition. Um, but that's a, that's a match that someone can compete in. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to act like I'm no, I haven't scouted central to it the way they scouted <laughs> Solon in Fort Madison. That's for sure. But um, you know, you look at it and I have looked, you know, up and down at their, at their schedule. And that's a, that's a match they can compete in. The, and, you know, talking to Solon coach uh, Jeff Walker and players last night, every coach says this and it's, it's true. I mean, it's, it really is, but their whole thing is just consistency. Um, so ironically, I saw them in their first two matches of the season at Clear Creek. And then again, last night, and they've really come a long way. I mean, you mentioned it um, a couple of freshmen, you know, that, that, that look to have really bright futures for Solon and then in a sophomore mixed in with, you know, some juniors and, and a couple of seniors that have played a lot of volleyball, but, that's what you expect from a team like that is, is to get better. And, and I mean, every team improves, especially in a sport like that, but they looked night and day different from when I saw them, you know, a month and a half ago or whatever, but their whole thing is consistency. Um, and I'm sure you saw that too, Rob. They have, they have moments um, where they look really good because, you know, they do have some pretty nice athletes, uh, including those two freshmen. Allie Staley is a good athlete. and They've got some kids that can do some, do some things. Manny Manifold, who, I wrote about from last night's match was, was really good. Uh, she's a senior, but the whole thing with them is, you know, they'd go five, six points and look really good. And then, and then give up three or four, give three or four of those points right back on, you know, uh, a serve out of bounds and a couple net violations and a ro rotation violations or a double contact or something like that. And it's like, when you get to the postseason, those are those things that you can't do. I mean, you know, stringing together points, three, four points in a row is, is like gold if you give two of those back on unforced errors, it kind of negates that. And that's what the really good teams do in the postseason. When and you saw it even last night, the last two sets that were 25, um, 20 and 25, 21, um, a couple, giving away a couple points like that can be the difference between playing another set and extending the match or not. So they're going to need to be more clean uh, on Thursday against the central DeWitt team. But like I said, postseason, especially in that sport with the way the momentum swings, that's a match that they should, they should absolutely compete in Rob. Stay in that class, Ryan, in Clear Creek uh, plays tomorrow night. They'll uh, play host to Benton, uh, Clear Creek 27-11, Benton 24-14. And, and then you've got, uh, you've got Marion lurking on the top of that, that region. Yeah, that's probably about as good of a top – well, 
I, I, I'll stick with probably. I'm not going to start a debate over this when I haven't looked at it super, super, super closely. Um, but that's probably about as good of a regional as there is um, top to bottom in, in 4A. I mean, you know, Benton's moved into the rankings this week. They're 14th, Clear Creek's 11th, and is, and is really almost amazingly, you, you very rarely see a team with as little movement in the rankings as Clear Creek has had this year. They've been basically 9 to 11 the entire year in a lot of those years, or a lot of those weeks, 10 or 11. But in a way, I think that, you know, is a, it, it, I think that's a compliment for them. I mean, they've, they've been really, solid this year obviously you know you'd like to get a couple big wins and move up but they've just been really solid um and you know you look back I I wanted to pull it up so I could give the exact scores um because I knew that obviously with Benton and Clear Creek being both in the Wamac West that Mm -hmm. they played a um regular season match so and again they played a couple weeks ago um at at Prairie and Clear Creek beat them two to zero beat them in straight sets two zero those are both sets to to um 21 now Granted, that one was 21-8 and 21-11, so um, pretty dominant from Clear Creek. But I, the older I get, the longer I do this, Rob, I kind of try to stay away from those reading too much. And I remember talking to you about this last year during the state tournament, trying not to look too far into those weekend tournament results. Yeah. I mean, you're playing multiple games and, in, in, you know, on side court sometimes and playing to 21, et cetera. But um, what I do know is that they played a really good match earlier, and that was early September at Benton and listen to these scores, Rob. Cause I remember, um, I remember typing this up. This was a match I wasn't at, but I remember getting the results from this, uh, from the clear Creek coaches and typing this up. So Benton wins the first one, 28, 26 and the second one, 26, 24 clear Creek comes back and wins the last three, 25, 19, 26, 24, 15, 13. So, I mean, obviously you have to win by two, the only, I mean, you know, they're what four points away from playing as tight of a volleyball match as you can basically possibly play um, having that 25, 19 one in the third set. So two really evenly matched teams. Um, and then again, like you said, that's, that's probably the best um, for a regional semifinal out there on Thursday. Um, and then like, like Rob said, you throw in the fact that, that Marion, who's a, I don't know. I can't remember what exactly what they were this week, Rob. I think they're fifth or sixth, um, but they're sitting there at the uh, as the one seed um, in that district, and they're really, really good. Uh, they're fifth, you know, thirty-four and eight. So really good, top to bottom. But um, the other thing too, and I don't know. Talk to fifty. You know, we could do the prices right or the not prices right. What's the family feud thing and and uh, survey a hundred different coaches on this. Benton played uh, the other night, um, you know, swept uh, Grinnell um, in that first, that kind of, you know, that first round um, bunny bracket, whatever you want to call it, pigtail, where Clear Creek had a bye, you know, what would you rather do? Would you rather play that game? Would you rather not play that game? I don't know. But just like I said earlier, that's, that's probably about the best for a regional semifinal there is. Um that one should be worth the worth the price of admission, Rob. From an athlete's perspective, you want to play as many games or matches as possible. From a coach's perspective, you want to have as much practice as possible. That's. I think that's. <laughs> I've been doing this a long time. I think that's probably. I think you just summed it up. You ask the kids; they'd probably rather play, right? 
yes, the coaches, they'd probably rather rest a little bit and then practice more. So I'm, I'm sure you're right on with that. Pop over to 5A, Ryan. Uh, we'll go to Region 4. Um, City High plays host to Southeast Polk tomorrow night. City High 19 and 14, Southeast Polk 12 and 23. And similar to the uh, Clear Creek scenario, Ankeny lurks at the top of that bracket. Defending champion Ankeny. Um, yep. That's a, you know, we, we mentioned it the other day, kind of kind of half-heartedly joking about it. But with Southeast Polk coming to City High, you're always going to have a couple of those crossover, you know, Central yeah. Iowa to, to Eastern Iowa, whatever. I don't mind it. Um, well, that one is Ankeny, Waukee, Southeast Polk, and, and City. So that's like yeah. I, I, City High's in with those Central Iowa teams. City right. High is moved they're, to Central Iowa. Yeah, they're Iowa. kind of the outlier in that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think, you know, every – you kind, it's, it's true, and I won't go deep into this, but you're kind of programmed in a way now that when you see a CIML team, because across more or less all sports, the success they've had on a statewide level. Um, are the regional know, finals neutral site? No, they're, those are uh, highest seed now. Okay. Um, so so yeah. City would have to go to Ankeny. Go to Ankeny, yeah. Um, but that's, you know, that's a game that, that City, certainly if they play well against Southeast Polk, um, should win. I don't know. I, I've said that a couple of times, including last week with Liberty football, and it's come back to bite me. But um, I, I feel good about City High, you know, in that match. I will say this. Don't worry too much. Don't don't get too excited seeing the 12 and 23, um, you know, next to Southeast Polk. They obviously play a bunch of really good teams. Um, so they're going to be good. Um, they're going to have athletes. But, yeah, I mean, Rob kind of hit on it. The, the first thing that you see on that one is is Ankeny. You know, so you not only do you have a road trip, but you have one of the best teams in the state uh, waiting for you in the, in the um, regional final. I almost said district, but regional final. So um, no cakewalks there for City High, Rob. No, not at all. But you win, you try to get past that first one and then you take your shot. You're going to have to probably yeah. play somebody of Ankeny's caliber anyway. When you, If you know, if you were to make it to state, you just play it a match earlier. That's the way you got to look at it. Absolutely. And, and I mean, look, all of these 5A teams um, that we're going to talk about, City High, West High, Liberty, we've talked about this through the year, throughout the year. They're not going to see anybody. I mean, they might, you know, they might go over there and lose, Rob, but they're not going to see anybody that's going to, you know, wow. I mean, they all three of those teams play schedules. They've seen these teams. I mean, we talked about it a lot with with Liberty um, and we'll talk about them, but, but West as well. West is a game below 500. I mean, look at their schedule. I mean, holy yeah. cow, you know, in, in cities, no different. I mean, they're going to all these tournaments. They're playing Ankeny. They're playing Ankeny Centennial. They're playing these teams. So you got to go over there. You're probably going to have to play your A-plus match. I mean, to be totally honest, but it's not like they're going to be, you know, blown away by what they see. I mean, they're they're prepared for it. And it, just like I mentioned with Solon, you know, I watch them play West. And if they play, if that was their A match, if they go over to Ankeny and play that type of match, they're going to give themselves a chance, Rob. Um, it's just kind of, it's, it's being able to be that consistent for, you know, a hundred some points, right. You know, 200 some points. So it's, it's the level of consistency because they've certainly showed, I mean, they're ranked 13th. They've certainly, certainly showed that they're a high level team. Over to region six, Ryan. Um, I like Iowa city Liberty's chances tomorrow night. Uh, 
32 and four, Iowa City Liberty against six and 28, Cedar Rapids, Washington. I like the lightning in that match. Um, and then uh, you've got Muscatine and Cedar Rapids, Washington on the bottom of that. Pretty nice path for Liberty. If Liberty yeah, plays it, anywhere near its potential, it should be back in state. I'm going to be honest with you here. We don't need to break this regional down. I would agree. And, and that's not I'm, – I'm not – I mean, there's not another team with a winning record in it. But what I will say about it is exactly what what we just talked about. Um, and it's easy to criticize we, – we've, we've talked about this before. It's easy to criticize everybody all the time. It's easy to criticize. I, I, I can just stop there. But it's easy to poke holes anytime that, that – um, you know, football parents came out last weekend for the, the you know, what the four smallest classes football mm-hmm. parents will come out again on Friday. It's easy to poke holes and stuff. Right. And it's easy to they'll reseed those. It's easy to poke holes. It's easy to say you should have done this. The the boys union and the girls union, you know, do a really good job a majority of the time. What I will say about this regional, Rob, is. If you are the type of team that Liberty thought they were going to be before the season, and you load up the schedule the way that you did, and you come out of it 32 and four, do you, I mean, do you not deserve this type of, I mean, exactly this type of, again, I'm not putting these other teams down. I'm just stating the fact that there's not another team in their region that has a winning record, but they play it. I have not looked at everybody. And again, Ankeny, Dyke, New Hartford, which is not in this class, but a bunch of these teams play really, really, really difficult schedules. If there's a strength of schedule metric out there, Liberty's going to be towards the top of it. Their schedule was completely loaded. They, they went, basically went with the anybody, anytime, any place thing. They played a ton of ranked teams and they have four losses. And you look at some of those who they have wins over. I mean, we mentioned it really briefly, what they did at the MVC quad to end the season. Holy cow. I mean, Cedar Falls, Xavier, Kennedy, all top 10 teams didn't lose a set. You do what they did. You, you earned the right to have a, a very manageable path to the state tournament. And that's exactly what they've got. So they have two home matches against teams below 500. Like Rob said, you really, really like Liberty's chances to, to go back to Cedar Rapids. And last one in 5A, Ryan, Region 7, uh, Iowa City. This is a good one. West gets to host Bettendorf tomorrow night. That should be a good one. And then Pleasant Valley, the number one seed on the top of that bracket. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, it's, it reminds me actually a lot of um, the one, the Clear Creek. I, I, I don't <laughs> I don't have the numbers memorized yet. Um, Rob might have that in front of him, but it reminds me a lot of the um, of Clear Creek's foray um, regional where okay. You have two really good, two very good teams playing in probably one of the better 5A semifinals tomorrow night um, with Bettendorf at West. Uh, And then a really, really good team, um, you know, in this case, Pleasant Valley in the final. I mean, Pleasant Valley's ranked second. They're really good. But, you know, kind of like what I said about City High, Rob, teams as good as as West High, teams as good as Bettendorf, uh, teams as good as City High. If they play well, they're going to give themselves a chance against anybody. I mean, those are those are teams that are, you know, within the top 15, 10, top, you know, 10, 15, 17, 18 teams in the state. And teams that are that good have have enough talent uh, to push those teams. But West has to take care of take care of business first against Bettendorf. Um, they played once. 
during the regular season, actually almost two months ago um, at the Mac NBC challenge up at Kennedy uh, in Bettendorf, or excuse me, West beat them 21, 19, 22, 20. Um, in you know, obviously those matches to 21. So, or sets to 21. So you can see it there. Their records are really similar. West, I think is a game below 500, 15 and 16. Bettendorf's like 15 and 13. So really similar records. Uh, West has probably played a little bit of a tougher schedule, but you know, they obviously played an even match a couple months ago. Uh, that was in August. You probably throw that out a little bit other than to say this should be really competitive. Um, you know, this could be four or five sets, uh, a lot like that Clear Creek Benton. So these are, we have two of the better, uh, some big school semifinals, uh, in our area tomorrow night. Down to class two, a region seven, Ryan, and obviously smaller class, more schools, uh, bigger brackets. Uh, we have quarterfinals in class two, a region seven tonight. Uh, one of which includes West Branch against Cascade, 21 and 11 Cascade against 20 and 13 West Branch. And then uh, the winner of that one gets the winner of Beckman and North Cedar in the court in the uh, semifinals, excuse me. Yeah, I keep saying this, but, but that's as I went through and I didn't, I'll be totally honest. I didn't go through every um every region in 2A or, you know, or 1A, but this is West Branch at Cascade is one of the better, probably quarterfinal match. I mean, you don't get that many of these quarters um, that are two teams with winning records. Um, and there's a lot in, you know, in that, I think all of them actually in, in, uh, in region seven um, with Grundy center and Jessup Columbus and, and Wapsi uh, West Branch at Cascade and then, and then Beckman and North Cedar. But these two teams have played twice um West Branch got him in three um a week ago at the at the conference tournament um lost 21-8 and then won back-to-back 21-10 15-5 so figure that out they really kind of flipped it there um and then uh Cascade beat him twice earlier um or, or swept him so didn't beat him twice swept him earlier in the year at a tournament uh 22-20 21-15 so again following the common theme um uh, from some of our area teams Rob two evenly matched teams. Um, and, you know, I wasn't planning on this segue, but I mentioned it with Solon. You got to eliminate, you can't give away points. Um, you know, all those matches I just said, whether it's Bettendorf, West, Clear Creek, Benton, this one, and these should be tight matches. Um, don't give away points. But I, I don't know, something, this is one that when I was typing these out earlier or later last week, this was one that I felt good about. So that's, that's more of just a gut feel route, but um I think, I think West Branch has a lot of talent. Uh, for them, it's putting it all together. I've seen them several times this year. I, I like their team. I've written about them. I think they've got a good team. I think they have a good mix um, of a little bit of everything. They just need to put it together. Um, and they'll really need to put it together if they win this one because Dyersville Beckman is the top seed in this, uh, and they're really, really good, Rob. Region 8, Class 2A, Ryan, uh, this evening you'll have uh, Regina hosting Louisa Muscatine, uh, and the winner of that quarter, quarterfinal will play uh, Wilton. Uh, Wilton plays Durant tonight, but Wilton is the 5,000-pound gorilla in that, in that class, in that, in that bracket. They're really and, good. Yeah, and uh, so Regina, if you can get a win tonight at home, gets to take its shot at, at the uh, Giants. I just want to say we can break this down. We, we probably won't break this down if it's if it's looming up there, but we can 
I'll just say it now. I, I feel bad. This is all the way back to West Branch had a, a, a state tournament team. Um, West Branch people don't kill me. Um, Coach Zukowski was there. 2014, 15-ish, a couple really good teams. Um, they were state tournament teams. And I always felt bad. I always feel bad in a way for these teams covering the two-way field because of Dyke New Hartford and Western Christian, just the level that they've played at for 20 some years. I mean, you know, they, they would win. If you took, I mean, they would win almost every class in Wilton. It's like, you never know. I, this Wilton team is really good, but man, if they, I feel better about them than just about any other class, not having to play potentially Dyke at the state tournament, if they get there, yeah. but uh, they're really, really good, Rob. Anyway, um, you know, I, I just mentioned it, how, and I type these in and I kind of go over them and, and, you know, I'm busy and there's a lot going on and until I know specific matchups. I don't dive in really, really far. I actually have a story uh, that I'm working on, you know, five things to kind of watch as the volleyball postseason gets going. And as I was working on that, I, this is when I kind of made this observation that I was like, wow, you know, you don't have, you mentioned it, 1A, 2A, lar- more teams, larger fields. You don't have that many quarterfinals that you look at and you're like, oh, that's a really good matchup. Um, you know, and then <laughs> I just said it to you on the pod out loud. I'm like, yeah, you don't have that many of these where both these teams have winning records. And then I look at that region seven quarterfinal and there's eight teams playing tonight <laughs> in two A region seven in every single one of them has a winning record. And I'm kind of like, man, am I, am I nuts? And then you go down to region eight, you know, in Durant's 11 and 24, Wising Mustatine's five and 14. And then the bottom side of that, Van Buren, 12 wins, Minneapolis, 12 wins, Pekin, six win, Danville, eight wins. And so I'm just, I'm letting you know, I'm, I actually am onto something. I'm not insane, but um, <laughs> Regina, I feel I'm not, I'm going to try to get out to Regina tonight, Regina people. That's my plan. Um, and the only reason I don't say that with more confidence is we have cross country meets uh, this afternoon. So it is my plan to be at Regina uh, watching Regina and the wise Muscatine tonight, but um, I don't know if I'm there, I'll be there. You'll see me. If I'm not something happened at cross country. Um, <laughs> but I like, I like Regina Rob, and then you get the Wilton match, and, and we talked about it. We've talked about this the last couple of years. You get there, and then you worry about that, right? I mean, you win tonight, and you just – it sounds so cliched, but you just keep worrying about what comes tomorrow, tomorrow, when you're playing in the postseason. So um, I, I, I did want to point out quickly, when you look at the bottom half of that bracket, um, and, and I'm sure Regina fans have looked at this, Regina, it, it, the only other team um, – in that in that in these quarterfinals with a winning record in 1911 it would be really nice you know for them to be on the bottom half of that bracket and, and maybe to get a play an extra game for those kids as, as rob mentioned earlier because they probably earned that going 19 and 11 um you know assuming that they would lose to wilton is what i'm saying in the semifinal it would be nice for that to be the regional final i i think there's i think they're definitely the second best team in that region um and then i, I i'll also add if you're Wilton and then you go 33 and two, um, you know, you probably they, kind of the, the same thing I said about Liberty. They probably earned having that type of a bracket, you know, with with a semifinal test against Regina being their their likely their toughest match that they have. So I wish that was a regional final, to be honest with you. And, and again, I'm not being critical. I'm just saying I'd like to see that as a regional final. 
flip over to cross country, Ryan, uh, tonight, tomorrow, as we mentioned, the state qualifying meets, um, the state and girls union did you a lot of favors by splitting all, pretty much every team, <laughs> splitting up all the teams. I, I noticed that. With the yes. exception, what, Liberty and City, right? Down in, uh, yes. down in the everybody else is Everybody else is in a different one. <laughs> so I'm like, that's, considering that I can only be in one spot at once, I'm like, <laughs> you know, can we get all three? I was, now, again, I will say, it, it would be a lot easier for them to do that if my cross country teams weren't so good. And this is one of the hardest things I think for the union to do is you're doing these with the same teams in boys and girls, right? right. You're trying to send the same teams to the same place, you know, so both because there's a lot of teams, even in our area, Chad Swope, um, Ben Robeson now at Clear Creek, Emmy Williams at Solon. A lot of those schools that aren't 4A schools have the same coaches for boys and girls, um, you know, and, and look at all three of those. Regina has a ton of success with Coach Swope. Uh, Solon has a ton of success with Emmy Williams. Uh, ben Robeson does a fantastic job at Clear Creek. So, but so because of that, you're and there's some boys teams that are really good, and sometimes the girls team isn't as good. So you're trying to have an even field while not having the flexibility. I mean, that's kind of like if if you know you were doing brackets for football and volleyball and you had to keep them, keep the same schools. I mean, how it, it's, it's a lot tougher than what people think. And I think they do a really good job. Um, and, and I've got my previews up on these. Um, so rather than listen to me, throw this stuff at you guys. Um, if, if you are more interested in this, a couple quick clicks on the website. Um, I go pretty in depth with these, I think. Um, and there's some good info on there as far as, you know, some note or some nuggets on, what these teams have done, you know, last week at the super or last week at the MVC divisional or last week at the WAMAC meet, because there is a lot of crossover between these, you know, in, in these regionals that are done a lot, a lot by geography. Um, you know, a lot of these same teams that are at Solon today for, for the three, a qualifier were at the WAMAC, et cetera, et cetera. But a couple of things that I will throw out, Rob. Um, so what I was going to say is hop on there, take a look at those um, clear Creek, is it just a loaded, um, a loaded qualifier over at Pella? Uh, that's at Central College's course. Um, man, it's really, really, really good on both sides. Um, Carlisle, Ballard are there for the girls. Um, the boys have, you know, I think five ranked teams. So it's going to be tough for them. But I, I wrote this in there. Don't ever underestimate uh, a Ben Robeson coach cross country or track team in the postseason. Um, he has as good a track record as anybody in this sport at having his kids performing at their highest level uh, in this meet and then next week. So I oddly feel good about their chances, but there's no way around the fact that they both their boys and girls, their girls, Rob, uh, third at the Womack meet uh, as a team last week. That's the highest finish for Clear Creek ever uh, since they've joined the Womack for their girls um, at a Womack meet. So they have a chance to get in as a team, which would be an awesome thing for them. Uh, Hayden Barker was runner up at the Womack meet for the second year in a row. She's running really well. Definitely a, um, should be right up there for an individual qualifier. Um, uh, 4A, 3A, uh, top three teams get in, top 15 individuals get in. In 1A tomorrow, um, it's the top two teams and top 10 individuals. So um, Solon boys and girls both should get through today at home. That's where I will be. Um, they, they both looked really good at Walmart last week. Marion boys are, are at that one and they're the favorite. They're, they're really good. They're top three or 
are elite at that 3A level. And then uh, a couple really, really good races for our 4A teams, Rob. Uh, West is over at uh, Indianola. That's a really good field. Um, Alex McCain, probably the state, the, the individual favorite right now. Not probably. He is the favorite to win the uh, individual race in 4A next week. He'll get a good tech, tech test um, from West Des Moines Dowling runner, who's, I think, top ranked sixth or seventh. Uh, beat him earlier this year um, at Marshalltown. So uh, McCain's just been on a different level for the last month. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see that result. And then City and Liberty over at Crow Creek Park in Bettendorf, uh, Pleasant Valley hosting that one. There's going to be some really, really good battles uh, or should be really good battles for the third team spot um, at those races, both boys and girls. Uh, City and Liberty should both be involved in those. City boys should get through uh, pretty easily. Um, they're, they're the favorite in that boys race. But, man, there's going to be intense battles, just as there are every year. Uh, Liberty girls have been on the wrong side of it a couple times. Um, they've got a really good top two with Ashlyn Keeney and Corey Mack. And if they can get some big performances from other girls, they could be looking to make the team, make it to state as a team for the first time in program history. But those battles for that third and final uh, qualifying spot in, the, in, in all of four of our area four a races should be really good. Um, West boys and girls should be, should be in the thick of those races uh, West boys should should have an easier time getting in, but um, you take nothing for granted this time of year at these races, Rob. Um, you know, a slip, uh, losing a shoe, um, things that I mean, I'm not joking when I say that. I mean, your people laugh like I say that. I mean, it, it happens, right? In in all sorts of things. Um, the first state meet I ever covered, uh, West West had a girl that was one of the favorites uh, and fell, um, got, got tripped basically in the starting block fell like 150 meters in and got spiked. Uh, and I think she ended up sixth or something, but you know, it's that 10 seconds that it takes off. That's the difference sometimes. So um, you take nothing for granted this time of year, but again, Rob mentioned it. It's hard to separate all of our team or it's hard to put together all of our teams when they're all ranked in the top 15, which yeah. are, it's awesome. But you know, one year I'd like to get all three Iowa city schools at a place where I can drive over there and cover three teams instead of, having every one of our teams at, at separate places. But um, I'm going to be monitoring as many of those as I possibly can um, and trying to keep people up to date on those. Check the website tonight. Um, I'll be at the Solon races um, and then in volleyball tonight. Um, but check the check the website. We'll hopefully have stuff up on all those uh, so you can see who's in, who's running next week. And then uh, we'll start breaking down the state meet uh, as early as Monday or Tuesday, Rob. And in true Iowa form, Ryan, today's weather, 71 and sunny, and for Wait, tomorrow's races, 55. Yeah, I thought you were going to say 10-day <laughs> so, extended forecast. 71 today, Friday at Fort at Lakeside Country Club in Fort Dodge, 22, 40-mile-an-hour <laughs> winds, 6 to 8 inches of snow. No, now, I it's just, never, no, it's never snows for me at State Cross Country, but the high that morning, the high – that day is usually like 48 and the low that morning is usually like twenties. Yeah. And it'll be windy. Cause why not? I like tonight though. Tonight's seventies for the kids in four A and three A the one A's <laughs> and two A's tomorrow. You get to run in 55 and cloud. Yeah. And just and a day difference. You know what? It, like <laughs> truthfully, you, you could, you could see a scenario where it's like, I mean, think if it was 10 degrees. I mean, think if it was 10 degrees warmer today. 
Then you yeah. have a day where it's like mid eighties. Cause that's not out of the realm of possibility. And then you not get here. up into it's almost too hot. And then you have fifties tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's like track season all over again. We start off and everybody's running in sweatpants <laughs> and everybody's <laughs> super cold. And then Rob and I are at the state meet trying to stay hydrated. We're about ready to pass out, but no, good stuff. These next two days, it's a crazy two. Oh, and then, and then, uh, 1A meet tomorrow at Kickers. Uh, Regina hosts um, their boys and girls team, both top 15 teams, both have uh, re- really good chances to get through the state. So um, we'll have coverage of that also, Rob. Flip over to some football, Ryan. Uh, it's the end of the regular season this week for the bigger schools, and then the smaller schools will begin their playoffs on Friday. And that for us will include. Regina and West Branch, both of whom will be playing home games. Yeah, and that's that's big for both those teams. Um, I've got my football capsules up for this week. Again, read that. There's some good information in there. West Branch hosts host Cardinal. Um, interesting note, this is in there. They were 5-0, and Rob. It had scored like 260 points in those five games or something. And then, you know, they've lost three straight, albeit to – uh, three good teams. They lost by a point last week to Pleasantville, who's a playoff team, and then lost to undefeated Sigourney Kyoto, who's fourth, and one lost Pella Christian, who's seventh. So um, that'll be interesting. They have a quarterback that's you know top five in one A and in passing yards and in passing touchdowns. Uh, they throw it around, um, and, and West Branch has been really good against the pass this year. They're giving up like eighty-eight yards a game through the um, two opposing opposing passing offenses, and they have nine interceptions. So. Um, the key in that is going to be as if for, as if Cardinal can stop um, Andy Henson, who I saw last week, he was fantastic uh, career high, 236 yards, four touchdowns against Wilton. Uh, he's really good. He's, he's big, he's strong, uh, but he's, he's fast. And, and when he gets ahead of steam going, um, he's tough to get down in the open field, but Cardinal Rob in their four wins, or excuse me, five wins. They're giving up 108 yards rushing you know, held opponents to 85, 74, negative one yards in, in three of those wins, 108 yards rushing a game in their wins, giving up 275 in their losses, 386, 251, 188. So if West Branch can run it, you feel pretty good. The more intriguing to me of those games is is, Regi- is uh, Regina hosting Cascade. Um, Cascade was a playoff team last year, won a playoff game. Uh, they brought a lot of guys back. They have a, they have a really good tailback. I saw him last year. He's dynamic. He's quick. He's shifty. Um, and they have, they're uh, four and four, but they have losses to four really good teams. Um, they were in a really tough district. Um, Dyersville Beckman um, is eight. No, they lost to them. Uh, Waterloo Columbus, who we both saw, they lost to them. They're six and two. And then lost to MFL Marmack in that district, who's six and two also in, in all those teams I think have been in the rankings or in and out of the rankings, except for maybe Columbus has hovered just outside the top 10, but, and then there are other losses to six and two Monticello who's two way uh, in the season opener. And that was a good game. So um, they had essentially a bye last week, which, which Regina knows that scenario. They, they took a forfeit win over Postville last week. Cascade did. So they haven't played in a couple of weeks, um, you know, and the, and the thing with that is it doesn't, really help in preparation because you don't know who you're going to get you know so it's not like they were maybe they maybe they grabbed some Regina film thinking that was a possibility I know that I give kudos to the West Branch people 
before the game on Friday, I asked him who they thought they would get um, with a win. And I asked three people that not, not coaches, it's guys in the press box. And they all told me Cardinal. So they were right on. Uh, so maybe they did watch some, you know, Cascade did, you know, start boning up on Regina next week, but that could be interesting. Um, you know, Regina just broken record time, Rob. They're so good on defense uh, that I just don't, I, I don't see them losing a game here, um, you know, until we get a little further into the playoffs, obviously. And then, you know, you look at matchups a little bit, obviously, but six games this year with, with them, you know, receiving two forfeits, but giving up 100 and, 180 yard, total yards, eight and a half points, 110 rushing yards. And it's just, I mean, when you really get into their numbers and, and I say really get into them as best I can with the numbers I have, it just gets more and more impressive the more you look at it. Um, they're giving up, you know, less than 3.7 yards per play. And, and, you know, that's the highest yards per play they've given up a game is, is 5.3. And that was last week against Durant when they only gave up 230 yards of offense. So, you know, the opponent only runs 43 plays, but they've, they've controlled the ball, um, you know, all of their opponents, but, or excuse me, four of their six opponents have been under 3.7 yards of play. So they're just really good on defense. Aiden Udell, Gaffey, Josh Gaffey on that front seven are really good. So, um, but, but that one's more interesting than what I would think for a 32 team opening round game. I think, um, I think Cascade's got some, got some guys on both sides of the ball. So uh, low scoring, take the under in that one. Um <laughs> I don't know what it would be, but I don't see Cascade scoring a lot. And, and I think – or I don't see – Cascade's giving up some points to those good teams, um, but they're well-coached always, and, and they're going to try to run the ball and shorten that game. So um, two good games. And then the only other one really to watch this week, Rob, uh, City's tomorrow night in Davenport. They're in – Solon's in uh, Clear Creek at Newton. They're both five and three. Um, Clear Creek wins that. They're – I'm really confident in saying that they're in as one of the four at-large teams. They're currently 14th in the RPI format. So uh, win and you're in, but that's a really good, um, you know, talking to, to all the way back in August before the season, talking to Matt Hattie, um, he was like, you know, we want to be playing meaningful games in October because they had a loaded schedule um, and, you know, they won those tight games early and that's what that set them up for. I mean, they've lost a couple in a row to really good teams and Xavier and Pella, and this is a five and three Newton team. And again, read my, read my capsules. Uh, this Newton team was 0 for 8, 0 and 8 last year, Rob, and lost their games by an average of almost 30 points a game or something. Uh, Clear Creek smoked them over there, but really improved. They have a quarterback that, that throws it and runs it. And, and, you know, he's a 200 pound kid. He's a good athlete. So it'll be a challenge for them. You're on the road, but you know, both and, and, and Newton's in the same boat. I think they're 16th in RPI in RPI. So, I mean, I think one of these teams could hypothetically get in with a loss, still get one of those um, top four at-large spots based on the RPI, but you you just don't know. Uh, if you win, um, you're, you're most likely in. So a win and get in game in week nine um, for Clear Creek. Yeah, that was tough for them against. I watched the first half of the Pella game, and uh, Gage Freeman got knocked out of that with a shoulder injury early. That really hurt. Clear Creek and Pella was able to do what they do. They run the ball, run the clock. I think, I think Clear Creek had one possession in the first quarter. Yeah. It was like they had like three or four possessions in the whole first half. And it's just, I mean, we'll talk about this more, Rob, as we, you know, 
as we start breaking down, I really enjoyed breaking down uh, football games last year as we got into the playoffs and we could kind of concentrate on one or two games. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about doing that again, but there's so many of these teams in Iowa that have been successful for years on that formula in the playoffs um, and, and weather becomes a factor and all those things. And, and Pell is one of them and Xavier's one of them. And, and, you know, time of possession has become uh, irrelevant in this sport at a lot of levels. Truthfully, um, it's just not the thing that it once was in the, in the 90s, 80s, 90s at all levels. But, man, high school football with the 12-minute uh, quarters, um, and you can possess the ball the way that some of these teams do and grind the clock and, and play good defense, um, which Pella does. Yeah, in the postseason in this, in this state, it makes a big difference. And, and that's kind of what I was talking about, Cascade now. I don't think it's going to be the same level of success against Regina, but, but that's the formula, right? Um, so yeah. You remember last year, Ryan, um, Wapsie gave Regina its yep. best test and that was before it got to the dome. Right. Great. I mean, great, but, but that was, and they kind of followed that same formula a little bit too. I mean, they put yeah. up points in that game, but you know, kind of shorten the game a little bit, limit some possessions. So that's a great point. I think that was, I don't even think that was the game to go to the dome, was it? I think that might have been the uh, maybe yeah, it was the right. quarterfinal. Yeah, I think it was remember. But that was relatively early too. So um, yeah, you you don't know. Um, uh, but that's the, that's the fun of this time, right? You know, I mean, every game, every game matters uh, a little bit more now. So exciting times. Also, last thing on football, uh, Saturday morning um, for those you know, play first round playoff pairings. Um, for 5A, 4A, and 3A teams, which uh, fingers crossed, Rob is going to. We're going to find out who City, Solon, and Clear Creek are playing uh, next next Friday, and obviously we'll have coverage of of those football games and in those playoff matchups too. So uh, get those from the high school site, and then we'll try to have something up on our site, giving a little more context uh, into those playoff games on Saturday morning. You mentioned swimming as well, Ryan. What do we got left with that? Yeah, we have districts and then the state meet coming up. Um, kudos to I, – I got – there's a roundup up on our site, and we're going to write more about this as we get closer to the district meets in a couple weeks. But kudos to the West High. West High had senior night last night. Um, another class of seniors at West High that go their entire careers without losing a dual meet. I mean, you think about that. I mean, they don't have, they don't have 30 a year. I get that. They don't have 20 a year, right. but <clears> – <throat> That's really impressive. And, and City High has a freshman, Grace Hooper, who's, who's really performing well. She won the 50 freestyle last night, was runner-up to Scarlett Martin um, in the 100 free, I think, um, which I'm going to tell you what, there's a lot of people that have been runner-up to Scarlett Martin in the last four years in, sw in swimming races, a lot of people. So, yeah, good stuff coming up. We'll have more swimming here as we get rolling into the postseason, but um, – Kudos to the, I mean, and Coach Butler, they, they were really impressive. They won the MVC Super Meet last Saturday uh, by more than 100 points. The job that he does with the West High Swimming Programs is, is really second to none. Um, they, he, he does a fantastic job there. So kudos to, kudos to all of them. Volleyball, cross country, football, swimming. Uh, it's all going strong <laughs> right now as we get to the postseason and and catch everything uh, that we can't fit into a podcast in much more detail at yourprepsports.com. Got you covered there. 
this weekend's Friday or Friday's playoff games, the volleyball postseason, cross country qualifiers the next couple nights. Check it out on yourprepsports.com. And that'll do yeah. it for this Seven Nation podcast for another week. We'll be back next week to talk about all of the uh, the matches and games that we previewed today. Um, but get out there and support the kids. A lot of stuff happening locally. Uh, so get out there. And uh, it's a bye week for Iowa football. There's nothing else going on. Get out there and right. support the high school kids. Absolutely. All right, Ryan. That'll do it for this week. Say goodbye, Ryan. Bye.